Hey, everybody. So today I wanted to take a couple minutes to talk about routine in the classroom. So if you listened for the last two weeks, you know that the first episode that we had talked all about engagement. It was clipped out of the engagement webinar that I was giving over the summertime. And then last week, we talked to Bridget Burledge, who talked all about how she engages her students through routines in the classroom. But there are some questions because my engagement piece was all about you know, switching things up in the classroom and keeping the kids on the toes. And then Bridget went in and talked about how you have to have very distinct routines. And it seems like they're conflicting thoughts, but they are not. And I wanted to take a couple minutes today to explain how they both work together in perfect harmony in the classroom. Welcome welcome to the Student-Centered World Podcast, where we talk about all things hands-on teaching and keeping your energy and sanity in the classroom. This teacher-turned-consultant is making it her mission to help as many teachers as possible become the best version of themselves and keep their passion for teaching on fire. It's her hope that we never forget why we desire to have a passion for educational progress. This is Student-Centered World, and this is Jen Bry Soccer. All right, so clarity time. And you might want to get a pencil and a piece of paper because you might have some ideas as you're going through this to jot down for ideas in your own classroom. So talking about the routine, we know that our students thrive on routine. As humans, we all thrive on routine. We want to know what's kind of expected, what's expected of us, and what we need to do to do well. So that is what Bridget's podcast was all about. She knows she has her students for an hour a day. She splits that hour into 20-minute segments, and each one is separated into a different theme or topic or whatever it is that she has to do within her curriculum. That's a really great idea. I would highly suggest that you kind of figure out what your timing is, what you need your students to do, and how you want that to look. Now, how that looks, though, is a little bit different, and that's when it comes into what I was speaking on when we were talking about engagement. So what you have is this scenario where your students come into class every day and they know exactly what they need to do. They know exactly where they need to go. So if you are a classroom that is mainly digital and that's either in the classroom or virtual or blended or whatever the situation may be, the students know that they go on and they log into Google Classroom or they log to your teacher webpage. They know exactly where they need to go to find out what the plan is. Or if you're not a tech-heavy school, they know they come in and they look at the right bulletin board that has some type of a schedule, or they go to a table where they know there's going to be a scheduled plan laid out for them. The possibilities really are endless, but you need to start your class or your subject period or whatever with the same routine so your students know exactly where to start. Now, the engagement piece of that is when they get in tune to what the routine is, they know what they have to do to start each day. And then they know what's expected of them moving forward. But they never know what to expect when it comes to what specifically they are doing. 
So I always talk about student choice. We have a lot of interviews coming up this season where we talk about, you know, giving them all of these options. But what you need to realize is as the teacher, you're the one who's creating all these options. You're creating the plan. You might be giving the students the time and the flexibility, but you're the one who's saying, okay, we need to make sure we do X, Y, and Z. These activities, this process, this teaching piece, we'll make sure that we go over that. These things here are going to make sure that I can understand whether or not the students have retained or understand or can dive deeper into the information. It's all one big moving product. And again, throughout this whole season, we're going to be talking about how you make that successful. But the students don't come in with a routine where they know they sit down and then they do this activity followed by this activity followed by this activity. They know they have to sit down and get ready but they never quite know what the activities are going to be. And those activities are going to be the ones that get them engaged, that get them excited, that give them some choice. There are so many different possibilities. And these are all things that I go over on my website. We're going to be talking about throughout the podcast. And it's what really makes the difference between a student or a classroom that comes in and gets right to work and gives you that feeling of you're making a difference and they all get it and you're watching them learn or the discipline issues and the stress on your behalf of trying to do that sage on the stage routine where you're trying to make sure that you're doing all of the things and you have all these balls in the air at the same time. All of that gets eliminated. The stress level gets lower when you have the routine, but you're also scheduling things out in a way that keeps your students engaged. So if I could hear your thoughts right now, it's probably either questioning like, well, that kind of sounds good or, you know, I, I don't get it. <laughs> and that's really normal. So I train teachers and I train teachers K-12 and I have them in the youngest grades doing this great, the oldest grades doing this great. Um, when I taught, I taught high school history and how I would have this work is I would have a schedule printed out for the students every single day. We were on tack a lot, but I always liked having the tangible piece of paper for my students. Now, that's one thing that you're going to need to figure out. You might have a group that's really great on screens all the time, or it might be divided, or it might be good to have a tangible piece of paper. That's one of those things that as you go through this process, you'll figure out what your particular students will respond best to. So they would get there. Now, mind you, in the beginning of every single unit, I would give them a calendar, a schedule, um, kind of like a curriculum guide of what we would be doing in that particular unit. So they did always have an idea on the grand scheme of things where we were. But when they met me at the door, I would hand them a piece of paper that had this schedule for the day. So it might be that we were going to be working on some type of simulation altogether. It might be, all right, today is more of a choice day. So these are going to be your options or we're going to split it into time. So from this time to this time, everybody will be working on this from this time to this time will be working on that. And then I always had options for my high flyers that got through things quickly. If you get done early, here are some optional things that you can do. It might be getting ready for the next ed puzzle that's coming up. It might be helping other students with this project because it's very hands-on and you could be a class ambassador for it. I always gave options for every level of student. And I think that's one thing that we miss a lot, especially when we're doing more whole class instruction 
instruction where we have the teacher who is trying to reach everybody because that's what we need to do. And we have a tendency to gravitate towards the kids who are struggling as we should, but our high flying kids so many times are the ones that fall through the cracks, fall up the cracks. (laughs) Maybe you want to think of it that way, but they don't get as much time FaceTime one-on-one time with teacher because we take for granted that they get it and they're going to do it and they're fine. And those kids are actually given a huge disservice because they are not challenged extra or they're not given the same personalization as some of the other kids. So when you're doing these assignments that create more hands-on activities where you're giving your students choice, where you're letting them decide what it is that they're going to do or how much time they need to do it within the scope of what you plan as the teacher, mind you, you are still very much in charge of all of this. You give the opportunity for every single student to have your attention in the exact same way. So having that routine set where they know where to start will then add in the engagement piece of they know the expectation of completing these assignments, of partaking in the activities, on doing the pieces of the curriculum that you lay out for them. Plus, it becomes a little bit exciting, especially if you're doing, like I said, the simulations, the games, the activities, all of the pieces that we know, that we know as educators further learning, they're going to come in every day and kind of wonder what you've got up your sleeve. My students used to love walking into my classroom and I used to love hearing it saying, you know, Mrs. B, you always come up with the craziest things. You're definitely the most unique teacher in this school because I would find stuff and we would just try it and we would go for it. We did pen pal projects with teachers all over the world. We did, um, you know, instead of presentations, I would have them create little avatar characters that would give the presentation for them, especially if they were, you know, afraid of, of speaking in front of their peers or I would let them record stuff so they could still speak in front of their peers without actively doing it and be able to practice that skill so they became more competent in that area. It all works together at the end. And that's what you need to make sure that you're doing in your classroom. And doing this is not difficult. It's taking what you already have and what you already use in the classroom and packaging it a little bit differently in how you distribute it to your students. And there are so many teachers that are nervous about doing this because they feel like they need to micromanage. They need to have their hand on every single thing that's happening in your classroom. And when you are the one who's conducting everything, you don't need to be touching everything that's happening if you want to put it into like a visual aspect of that. You just need to make sure that your students know the expectation know the routine, and then you are giving them assignments, activities, whatnot, that are making their engagement spark naturally. And we have that stuff at our disposal. We know where to find it. We know the things that make them tick. It's just a matter of how it gets presented to them. So I hope that maybe you came up with some fun ideas for your classroom from that. I hope it might have helped clarify anything from the last two podcasts that seemed like it might have been conflicting. Again, the routine and the engagement piece, they work together hand in hand. And once they mesh together in the way that works for you, lowering stress levels, and works for your students in terms of getting them excited about their learning, it is all cake from there. If you have any questions about this, you can certainly feel free to reach out to me 
admin at studentcenteredworld.com. Also, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so that way you can hear us week after week. And if you want to have notifications to you directly about the podcast, you can go to studentcenteredworld.com slash podcast to sign up for alerts. Again, that's studentcenteredworld.com slash podcasts. Enjoy the rest of your week, and I will see you next Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time.